Oh, the year was 1778. How I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. A letter of mark came from the king to the scummiest vessel I... Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome into Wildcast Studios for the final draft preview episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats, once again presented by Alpha's Appliance Solutions, your biggest Maytag dealer east of Montreal. Right now, they got the Maytag Dependable Savings Event. Save $200 when you purchase any two qualified Maytag appliances. Save $300 when you purchase any three or more Maytag kitchen appliances. Qualifying purchases made now between June 1st and June 23rd. As always, fantasters, I am your host, Adam Lund, and I am joined by everyone's favorite co-hoster, Mr. Mock Draft, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. We are four days, three days away, buddy. Three days away from an in-person draft. How you feeling? What up, what up, what up? <laughs> that means good. <laughs> This is uh, yeah, very exciting. Uh, you know the the phones are ringing. Oh, are they? Uh, the DMs are are coming in. Yeah. And uh, we are uh, we're prepared. We've got a uh, big uh, big show lined up, and we're going to do our annual mock draft, in which I won the rights to the uh, first overall pick by uh, I believe a landslide. Sixty four percent, I yeah. do believe. So there you go. So uh, we've got that coming up uh, a little bit, and we got a special guest. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun show. Probably one of my favorite episodes of the entire podcast season. Yeah. Yeah, this is – you. you're built for this uh, this mock draft stuff. I just use the tools I've been giving in my – or given in my one annual viewing of uh, these draft picks, solutions – or players, not solutions, draft uh, – I was reading something else. Draft picks, kids. And, uh, yeah, you curse this every year. We'll have to see how many we got right. I didn't look into it last year, but I think we only got – Thomas Lavois and maybe and Gabriel Dag we got correct, and I think we got Julian Lantern to Bay Como correct. Okay, okay. So, I, be- I believe we did. Yeah. So when we talk about correct, you mean like the right player at the, the right, right team? Yeah, the right okay. player, the right team. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's uh it's gonna be a fun week. Um. So some big news. Um. You guys saw us tweet out the John Cena never give up the Instagram never give up. We have been accepted as media at the Quebec Draft. So we are going to be on the floor giving you analysis and getting you interviews uh, from the Wildcats that are selected, as well as maybe a, a couple other players that are selected. But uh, big thanks to Maxime for giving us this opportunity. And I was really worried when it wasn't coming through and wondering. And I'm like, yeah, no, he's he's in Callum Loops working hard. He's just working. He's going to get to it just before the draft. And... I was already pumped to go to Quebec, yep. uh, go to Sherbrooke for the draft again. Uh, but to get this and to be able to give a different viewpoint of our analysis and, and kind of take mm-hmm. this up a notch and really put on our business attire. This is a business trip for us now and prove that maybe, hey, we are worth being accredited media to bring coverage. Yeah, 100%. Uh, look, uh, there will not be any two-liter bottles of uh, hard apple cider consumed uh <laughs> Consumed on Friday night before the draft. Let's put it that way. Yeah. You know, gotta gotta stay professional here. But uh, you know, yeah. Once um, once we're at the where are we staying? Let's call it the Love Shack, the yeah. uh, Sherbrooke Love Shack, and 
Now, once we're settled in there and we've got the uh, the gentleman joining us Friday night for a, <laughs> a quick <laughs> little live. Oh, uh, we will be professional by the time yeah, we get there. 100%. Though, there will be some beverages consumed yeah. on, on yeah. Friday night. But uh, personally, I will not be taking it to the same level <laughs> as I did in Quebec in 2019. 19. Yeah, I still get a few messages of my favorite part about your guys is Friday night uh, media roundtable was Jeremy just randomly chiming in with random things <laughs> at random times. And I was like, yep, that was two bottles of cider. <laughs> Four liters of hired apple cider. Oh, that was... I. I, oh, that was in the time where I was pretty good at hosting and keeping shows on the rails, and I'm trying to direct, and you're just like, "Yeah, well, this other <laughs> <laughs> we're we're trying to watch a trying to do this, trying to be legit. Oh, we got the Raptors on, and you're just like, yeah. you suck. <laughs> like just just random times, oh. but yeah, we are doing another media roundtable um, at I guess the Sherbrooke Love Shack that uh, we rented a house, um, which. Basically, it was the same price of uh, a hotel. Yeah. So we rented a full-on house. We're going to have Jamie Tozer of Station Nation. We're going to have Pat, Pat McNeil of the Cape Breton Eagles. Uh, we're going to have Mavs join us. So we're going to be live on YouTube um, around 9.30 Atlantic time, 8.30. And then Saturday morning, round one, we're going to attempt to go live. Um, we're going to attempt to show the draft and have our analysis throughout round one. Um, mm-hmm. A, because that's all we really... Yeah have the tools and analysis for B we're not talking through 14 rounds of the draft without being no. paid for it. Absolutely not. Um, so I will we even be there for the entire 14 rounds? Like we were last time. Really? Oh yeah. We were there. Yep. We were there because we interviewed Zach LaRue as we left and you met his grandmother and That's his parents. true. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The beers were cold. Uh, the beers were cold the next morning too at the, uh, at the video Tron center. But again, those are, that's another thing I'm up to, uh, not consume is the 10 a.m. beers at the uh, no, we're gonna we be, uh, doors and we're gonna uh, be consuming a lot of water water as we talk I will this. say I am pretty fired up for these oh yeah first these are lunch boxes <laughs> yeah that they're uh, giving <laughs> the media I was like I just want the media passes to be able to interview like the first overall pick and this player and I maybe Zach Wheeler box, where man. he goes and this guy over here is going I just want the media lunch box bro I'm, I'm actually I've got high expectations on this if there's uh if I'm not impressed with this lunchbox, I'm giving the uh, Palais de Sport or Leopold Drolet a one-star <laughs> yeah. review on uh, on Google. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's that's high expectations for him. But, yeah. I mean, you guys were there on our coverage on Instagram uh, about a year ago. Or not a year ago. That's crazy, though. Um, in 2019. Um, and we're, I'm just excited to bring a different level of, of analysis to this mm-hmm. thing. So this is a special time. Uh, so stay tuned to all of our social medias. Uh, Twitter, Moncton Wildcast. Instagram, Wildcast Podcast. TikTok, we're going to have a few TikToks, including a Mr. Puffs uh, oh, reveal yes. slash yes. critique, not, critique. Uh, maybe some poutine reviews, yeah. although you're not going to go with an over under of four again like no, last time, no, which no. you did go over. And there was a few that said there's, you go over. Uh, my goal is to, uh, there's three establishments I do want to eat at. Yeah. So obviously one's Mr. Puffs. That will be Friday night. I think we'll get into Friday night. Yep. Um, and if there's time. Uh, that TikTok I sent you, that place in Sherbrooke with like 117 different Putins. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, and then obviously uh, the Cajo Spore, uh, which is like a Quebec chain of uh, sports bars. Yeah. Uh, very, uh, very well known in Quebec. So uh, I, I know the time is, is going to be limited, but uh, 
we'll I think I can maybe pass on the <laughs> Poutine place because the casual spa is just like a it's a staple in Quebec for okay. for sports bars. So and then we'll have breakfast at the Excellent where. Layla and I had breakfast the next day, which I'm was... saving myself for a Chick Fil A in Bangor. Oh, well, that's lunch. Yeah, that's <laughs> if I'm getting Chick Fil A or or Chipotle or any of those Something American American chains that we can't find here. Yeah. There's I'm not eating breakfast. <laughs> like I'll have that's my fair. Gatorade and my Tylenol, yeah. and because uh, you know once the draft's over, you can let loose a little bit. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll have my Gatorade, and my Tylenol uh, Sunday morning, and by the time I'm uh, we get to Bangor, and you'll be awake and on and over, and away we go. Checking out the gun section at the Walmart. <laughs> yes. It's going to be a good. Seriously, stay tuned to our social media. It's going to be unbelievable. Um, yeah, we'll be back to posting TikToks. I, I'm not going to lie. I've kind of been thought about putting a couple from our show last week and trying to make other ones. I'm like, I have 1.3 million. Like, I'm, I'm literally intimidated to make another one. I know <laughs> that I'm never going to get there again. The is, and I'm just the like, the bar is high. And I'm just like, I don't. You get that little taste and you're like, well, I don't want to go back to 400 views. Yeah. But we'll uh, we'll definitely see. Quick question, real quick for you there, sir. Mm-hmm. Draft was in Quebec in 2019. Yeah. It was in Charlottetown in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in Sherbrooke again, which it was supposed to be in 2020. So they went back there. Fine. Where do you want the QMJHL draft to be next year? Because it won't be Moncton. Well, you never know. Uh, well, with the top prospects and a chance at the Memorial Cup, I doubt it'll be yeah. Moncton. But you know, it'd be nice uh, if it like was to? a place where. Um, a place I've never been to, but I've always wanted to go to is, is Sydney, Center two hundred. Yep, in Sydney, which would be really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charlottetown, the draft in Charlottetown was unbelievable. Uh, there was uh, just because you got to look at everything. You got to look at, you know, how many people you think will actually go, mm-hmm. but the the food scene as well. Like you we went to, funny part was. Um, I, I, I go to the frosty treat. The best thing to come out. Of oh, the frosty treat. Well, that's it. That's it. You know, it's any anytime you go to the island, you got to go to the frosty treat. Yeah, get some deep uh, deep fried Mars bar. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of options. Food scene in Charlottetown is unbelievable. Uh, I've never been to Sydney before, so I'd love to go there and. You also have to go to Summerside Diner if you go to PEI. Granville Granville Street Diner. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I always call it Summerside. Uh, but no, I I'd, I'm hoping it's back in the Maritimes. As, yeah. as much as I love the drives to. Take it back. Um, it would be nice to be able to get to somewhere where you can literally be there within f- five hours. Yeah. You know, it's uh, fortunately the driving from Moncton to Sherbrooke is a lot shorter if you go through the states, uh, which is what we're going to be doing because yep. you know going up towards Edmonton and down and then across, it's like no, thank nine you. hours. Yeah. No thanks. Uh, no, that's gonna be fun. I, I'd love to see Charlottetown. Love to see Sydney. Obviously, St. John had it in 2016. Uh, Halifax. I can't remember the last time Halifax hosted a draft. Um, so, you know, there's... Uh, as long as it's not ruined Aranda, you know, <laughs> as much as I'd love to get yeah. to that restaurant, yeah. the Putin restaurant yeah. across from the rink. Um, if I'm 20, going to ruin Aranda, I want to go there for a, a couple a hockey 24-hour yeah. drive to get to a, a draft. Uh, I don't yeah. think I'd, I'd probably pass no, on we're, that one. Look, we're committed, but that... That would test our commitment to. We'd be leaving on a Thursday. If that <laughs> yeah, was minimum. Um, probably, um, probably fly there. Yeah, I'm. I'm the same way. I, I was hoping it was going to be Sydney, um, this year, uh, because I've I've never been there. Mm-hmm. Always wanted to, to go there, and I don't want to say this is bad, but I'm not just going to go to Sydney to go to Sydney. Right. Like I'm going to go there with an event in mind, or yeah. like. No, no offense, Pat. I'll come visit you. But um, <laughs> like the Wildcats. And every time there's a schedule and it comes out, 
they play on a Wednesday or they play in the middle of January or the whatever, which this will tie into here in a minute. But um, Sydney would be cool. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I like this. Like I'd like to go to the smaller venues. Like Quebec was cool for my first one. It was a big venue. Never been to the city of Videotron. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this one will be just different because it'll be a smaller rink. It'll be tighter packed. It'll yeah. feel bigger, feel fuller, feel louder. Um, so all those like kind of smaller rinks. Baycomo, I'd love to see that rink. Not for a hockey game, so I can make it out of there live, but to kind of see it there for uh, a draft. Let's get some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. Back to back to back to back. Memorial Cup champions, the Quebec Rempar and former Wildcat Thomas Darcy are Memorial Cup champions. A lot of people pick Seattle, us included. Um, yep. I didn't. I thought I I picked Seattle. Yes, but as the tournament went you on, I was like Peterborough. No, no, I picked Peterborough and Seattle. Seattle to beat Peterborough. Oh. I didn't pick Peterborough to win. God oh, no. Okay. No, I my tournament bracket was Seattle was going to get the final. Gotcha. Quebec and Peterborough were going to play in the semi, and it was just going to be one of those nights where Peterborough just everything was going right for them, yeah. and then Seattle was going to pump them. Gotcha. Okay. I thought you picked Peterborough from the from no. To win it. Okay. no 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 no. Okay. Um. I don't think a lot of people that predicted Quebec or thought Quebec after they beat Seattle the first time were going to dominate them like they did. And there's a big difference when your team is full of stars like Seattle who played really well, and I think they were only shut out once all year, Mm -hmm. um, and a team uh, of a lot of stars and really good players. Character. Character and pull the wagon together. They all knew their roles. They they all bought in. Um, and I think it kind of goes back to the, the way they were built. And some people uh, on Twitter were like, well, they made one trade at the trade deadline because they don't really know how the Q trade deadline works. But mm. they brought in Robida, Augustino, Darcy, um, Langlois, which other than Robida aren't major stars no, in this league. It. Now, yeah. Augustino won last year. Langlois and Darcy helped fit your defense the way they are. But they drafted and developed guys that had been there for a few years and mm-hmm. knew what it took and knew what Patrick Wall wanted. And they were all pulling the wagon the same way. They all bought in, and, and they were just dominant. Yep, 100%. It was just the what Quebec accomplished from game one of round one all the way to Sunday night was incredible. You know, they only, I think they only lost uh, three games, you know, the entire, the entire playoffs. Uh, they lost two to Halifax and uh, and then yeah. lost to uh, Peterborough, where they probably yeah. sat half their half yeah. their players. And yeah. I was concerned about Quebec. You know, that's that uh, that break from that uh, the game Tuesday night all the way to Sunday. You know, it's four days off. Yeah. Right? You don't even, there's <laughs> you know, sometimes you don't even get four days off during the season. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I thought maybe Seattle would take advantage of, but it was just a complete domination by the Ramparts. And now we wait to see what's next for for Patrick Wall. Um, but man, I uh, I think that game I, I felt for Matt Marquardt, man. Um, yeah, you know, having to shake Patrick Waugh's hand for the second time after losing a Memorial Cup. That man, that's gotta that hurts. It stings. I was hoping he would finally get uh, he'd finally get that championship. But at the same time, you cheer for your league. <laughs> if it was the Mooseheads, I would have been all all on board, you know, for <laughs> Seattle. But uh, you you got to cheer for uh, for Quebec, and it's 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 good. Uh, you know, Davis Cooper um, from Hammond's Plains. You know, his family was out there. Evan they don't Moss. they don't know what Davis Cooper's family doesn't know if they're going home to uh, 
a house that's still above yeah. ground or, or burnt yeah. down. So it's nice that he's you know he's going to bring the cup home to to Hammond's Plains to really boost the uh, boost up the community. Yeah, it's it was it was quite a quite an effort. And like I said off the top, four titles in a row. Now two didn't happen because of COVID. So. Mm-hmm. Let's just assume it's five of six straight years because Moncton would have won in 2020. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. And Asterix. Who knows? I mean, Victoriaville was good. Mm-hmm. Now, they built their team to win the President's Cup. I don't know if they built them to win a Memorial Cup because they knew there was going to be no Memorial Cup. Yeah. So that would be the outlier. But, I mean, it's no longer the weak sister. And they've had nothing but success since I moved here. You're welcome. Because <laughs> um, I was on my way out here in 2018 when Bathurst uh, won in Regina, but I saw a lot on on the social media. Like the Q is the weak sister, and yeah, you won a tournament, big deal. Like you're not developing NHL stars. Mm-hmm. Well, you're still developing really good hockey players, and just because they don't go to the NHL doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going somewhere at the next level. Look at the dominance of UNB; mm-hmm. those are mostly. Or the, uh, what's that school that's orange now that uh, Gravel plays at? Trois-Rivières? UQTR. Yeah, UQTR. Like, they're getting up there. UPI is getting better. um, SMU. Like, all these schools are becoming better for having Mm -hmm. great Q players. Yep. And that's the way you you develop. You know, there's there's always a a career in hockey after, after junior. Yeah. You can play four years at university, and then an an NHL team loves you to death, and you're getting signed to an an, an entry level contract, or you're getting picked up by a team overseas, and you're getting you know sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year to play pro hockey mm-hmm. in uh, you know in Germany or Switzerland or or England or you know wherever it may be. Well, Ren so, Ren Ren in 2019, mm-hmm. Dobson goes on to the NHL. Yeah, Harvey Pinard plays a couple years university now he's in the ECHL. Yeah. He's scoring goals in the, in the NHL yeah. too. Yeah. And then the, there's one other Bebo I think no. Who's the coach in uh, in the queue? Felix Bebo? Yeah, Felix Bebo. Three great players on a Memorial Cup team that take three different paths. Yep. In hockey and are all being very successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bebo is behind the bench in in Chikudumi. Chikudumi, that's where it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we're going to be getting to Chikudumi here yeah. in, in a little bit because uh, they've uh, the QMJHL Chikudumi draft. If, if you thought uh, if if you thought uh, there was going to be a splash of the draft, well, Chikudumi is going to cause a tsunami here. And, yeah, uh, that's uh, we'll, we'll get to that here in a bit. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the other bit of news: Wildcat schedule came out. Speaking of taking a nice trip to Cape Breton, uh, the Wildcats will open the season in Cape Breton on a Friday, Saturday, September twenty oh, second, twenty third. There we go. Yeah, yeah, so could be a Wildcats podcast road trip to uh, to Sydney. There, the home openers against sorry, the home openers against. Make Halifax. sure you clean your toilet, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> um, the home opener is September thirtieth against Halifax. They got Valdora, Renaranda, and Gatineau in November. Um, the Sherbrooke, Quebec, Schwinnigan trip is December. So they kind of get that Valdora one in November where could go either way. I know last year they went in October when the weather was nice for that long trip. Jeez, first week of November in Valdora and Renaranda, probably 50 <laughs> centimeters still on the ground by then. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. Um, a little weird that Bay Como, after that seven-game series, it's kind of like Edmonton and Calgary. They had that glorified. Like glorious series, and then they played like three times before December, and then they were done. Mm-hmm. We don't get to see Baycomo till February, 
and or no, not even fe- yeah, the end of February we get them twice in February, mm. but both teams are going to look you know, look a little bit different going into the season, but they could look completely different yeah. after the trade line. So it kind of sucks that we don't get to see them here after that uh, at that game seven victory, but. Um, yeah, and then they got Baycomo, Shakutami, and Drummondville. They always have that nice Quebec trip around my birthday, so maybe I'll convince my wife to go on a three-game road trip. There you go. Get the Booster Club. There we go. Okay. So hopefully we get have some uh, Booster Club things, and maybe we'll get a Wildcast road trip going. Season opener. I'll be up for that on a Friday <laughs> or Saturday. Yeah. Even if we get a bus, Charlottetown on October 14th. Nice bus trip. Wins out on a Saturday? Yep. Ooh, Charlottetown on a Saturday night. Yeah. Oh. Put a bus trip together for that. Um, yeah, and then, like I said, season tickets are out as well. Um, we didn't get into this last week. We'll quickly get into it. Um, remember that time they said the Kubota tickets were going to be included in your season tickets? Oh, was that the top prospects game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're included for $34. So all tickets have gone up $34, which means the actual walk-up ticket price will probably be about 41 to 45 because you get a deal as a season ticket holder. Um Basically, they're just upping the price, including the game by one dollar per game. Yeah, right. Because there's probably is there thirty four home games. Yeah, so it's it's one dollar yeah. per game. So I I thought, given the world the way it is, and you're competing with people's grocery money, mm-hmm. they might keep the tickets the way they are and actually include the game. But they also have to make money. I understand that. Um, now I was going to come on and. Rip them for not doing things on season renewals. and But ironically. But ironically. Now, for those that follow us on our social medias, no, I promote the other teams doing other things like the Eagles. You can win your season seats. The Isles had six priority draws. Um, Shakutami. This isn't a Shakutami show, I promise. You could win a 65-inch TV, a $250 gift card at their store, a trip to the bus. Preseason games are free. I was like, Moncton needs to do something. Purchase your season tickets now. Uh, um, and again, they're not telling us to say this, but you have a chance to win two tickets. Where is that email? Uh, two tickets to Shania Twain. So if you get your tickets, renew your tickets by June 12th at noon. So next week at noon, you are a chance to win a pair of tickets. So if you were doing your tickets by June 12th at noon... You have a chance to win a pair of tickets to four Shania Twain, eh? Yep. Well, that's something else, man. It's like they listen to you, but they don't say it directly. I've been telling them to put something together. Yeah. Um, Because really, at the end of the day... That don't impress me much. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Now... The actual benefits are what bother me more. If, if you look at the benefits from now till I bought my season tickets four years ago, it's been the same benefits. 20% ticket pricing uh, savings. wasted No wasted tickets. 15% of the Roar store. Cool. But what about a season ticket holder? If I was playing, if I was doing this and this was my idea for what I would do, prices are what they are. You get a season ticket holder gift. Whatever it is, something small. I know they used to give out watches, whatever. That's something small. A monthly draw for a dressing room tour. Uh, An open Saturday practice where you get to go watch the team practice on a Saturday morning. 
you know, uh, access to preseason. Preseason games should be included in your season tickets. Mm -hmm. That's your fan base that is generally going to your preseason games. Um, A jersey off our back night. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe a town hall event, any team event, like we talked about a little while ago. Like, just, it's been the same over and over. Six complimentary game day programs. Are you kidding me? I give you $600. I don't even get a free program for every game. And enough with the paper. Just put the... Make a digital. Make a digital game day thing. Uh, A digital game day program. Uh, 12 W chances, Mm 50-50. Or you could just give me 34 of them since, you know, I gave you a lot of money for season tickets. (laughs) Like, it's, it's been the same benefits forever. And it's just... I'm so glad they finally did a Shania Twain thing and they kind of finally listened to an idea I had, but we're working at it. We're getting it slowly. Um, but this isn't what this show is about. This show is about the draft, some mock drafts. So let's get to our, uh, let's get to our special guest. View from the other bench. All right, so uh, we're pleased to have back again. We got him out of the baseball stadiums into the hockey rinks for the uh, for the Q draft. We're pleased to be joined by play-by-play voice of the Blainfield Barbarian Armada, uh, who we feel the draft starts with, uh, Cedric Blaudin. How are you tonight on this uh, three days before the draft? I am really good. It's uh, finally, uh, it's been a, a few uh, few weeks uh, since the, the playoffs ended for the Armada, so finally getting to to know what's happening on uh, draft day on Saturday and know who the players going to be picked at three overall for the Amada if they are picking but I I think they will but uh, finally it's going to be the the earlier in the draft that the Amada picks uh, in uh, since they they moved to Montreal uh, to Blainville so, uh, sorry about that but uh, so happy so hyped up for for this draft so that kind of leads into my first question. And, you know, Jeremy and I talked about it the last two yeah. drafts where we've been talking about the draft. And uh, we both kind of feel that Blaineville is where the draft starts. You got Moncton. Everyone's picking Noyego there. Gite second to Shakutami. And those are the consensus number two picks. And, um, you know, Blaineville's picking third. I, I mentioned, I think, two shows ago, this could be a spot where maybe Blaineville moves out and gets more picks to build this. Um, is that a sense you get in the building? So. I don't. I don't think so because uh, the Armada have three first, uh, three first picks, three second rounders. So I really doubt that they move out, uh, move uh, down. Uh, they pick. Uh, they're supposed to. Uh, I saw Jeremy Fraser uh, text earlier this month saying that the they will get uh, one of the picks that Cape uh, Britain gets from Shikutimi as a compensation for, uh, I don't understand exactly the details, but uh, they will, uh, the Armada will trade back uh, Cape Britain's first rounder 2024, going back there for one of the picks. So I think they're, they're going to pick at least three times in the first round. So I doubt they will trade back. I, I'm pretty sure they're going to pick number three. Okay. If you look at the, the Armada roster, what, at that third overall pick, what do you see as the, I guess the organizational need that would that you think would be addressed with that pick? Defense. Think it kind of defense. Uh, if if yeah. it was up to me, I'll see defense. 
mm-hmm. uh, because there's uh, I know there's a player down there uh, near from here uh, who plays in Saint Eustache, def- defenseman Alex Wong, who's a really a good skater, and uh, I saw him play a few times this year, but. Um, there is a few question marks around his defensive game, so I'm not sure he will fit. But there's a fit if he wants to be here, and I I, I kind of think he will. But uh, Mike, I think they will pick from offense uh, mostly forward, and um, but for me, defense is the priority priority number one. But they they can. Do that with the two other first rounders later in the, in the first yeah. round, and they they have three three second rounders, so they, they I think they are going to pick the best player available at three, and uh, after that they should go with at least one or two defensemen uh, late in the first round. Um. Looking at the preseason roster quick, and it's only got two goalies named on the pre preseason roster, yeah. which are Gravel and Sheehan. Um, and I always like to talk about the goaltenders. It's no surprise to anyone when we have anyone on, but um, there's a couple in LaSalle and Malosh, I think it is. Um, with three first round uh, picks and even an early second round, do you see a goaltender in there? Or are they gonna are they good with sticking with Gravel and Sheehan again as a tandem this season? I don't think Sheehan will be back. I know he is on the roster, with, but I doubt he will be back as an overager because Gravel is going to be the first goalie. He won't come back, won't bring back a second goalie at, as an overager. Oh, okay. And yeah. he didn't. He, he did well at some times, but a lot of up and downs. And uh, I had the feeling that he won't be back. So I expect expect the Armada as uh, to pick a goalie in the first two rounds. Uh, um, because uh, there's one that they picked last year, uh, Anthony Savoy. He's from Moncton, I think. He got called up uh, once last year, and uh, I'm not sure he's ready to play in the queue. Uh, if I saw his stats, but uh, I'm I have a feeling the Armada will take one goalie in the first two the first two rounds. I won't be surprised if it happens because they had a lot of success picking the early rounds with the goalies, like uh, Gravel, like they did with him. And I'm, I kind of hope that they, they bring another top goalie to to be ready after Gravel uh, leaves as after his career, junior career. Mm-hmm. I've always looked at, you know, if I was a general manager and I had, three... and uh, can I can I just add something? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I just uh, since the Armada arrived in, in Blainville, they had the goalies uh, uh, one after the other. They had Etienne Marcoux. After that, they had Samuel Montembeau. After that, they had uh, Francis Leclerc that played a, a bit with the Wildcats. They had, after that, Emile Sanson. And name it. They had a few goalies like that, one after another, that had the chance to, to play uh, at the high level. And that's why I expect that because uh, Montalbo was not the first goalie in the as first two years. It took some time before he got that place. So I expect Yamada preparing that second goalie to be ready at 18 years old uh, after Gravel leaves. Yeah. Um, I guess if I put my GM hat on, maybe this is 
you can you can disagree with me if you, if, you, if you want but you know if if i see a team that's got three first round picks i would probably approach it with you know one forward one defenseman one goalie uh you know, it depends on who's available at these picks that, that's it right you you've got to go with uh you know your your scouts are the ones that uh that know the that know these players the best and they'll tell you well, you've got to take this player cuz he's the best available player on the board it's uh, what else do you it's see? It's hard if... to say. Yeah. It's hard to say because I. It looks like it's wide open after mm-hmm. the top two picks. That's so it. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I have the feeling it's gonna be a forward at three, but it can be a defenseman like I, like I said because there's one who's from here. He has a good eye and talent, but there there's some question marks. Looks like, but um, I think. I think that would be what I what I I will do mm-hmm. if I was a GM to pick a D man and depending if the goalie is still available uh, later in the first round, let's go. Let's take a goalie. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's you have a lot of picks in the first two and first three rounds, so mm-hmm. you need to to be able to uh, to block these uh, holes in your lineup. And when you see the the lineup for next year, there's a few, and now you we can look at it and know where the team's gonna be competitive, and it's easier now to to see it. So uh, it's a big question. I am I'm, oh, I'm with you with this. I, I think the Armada needs to to pick a goalie, pick a demon, and maybe two demon, depending how the first round goes. But we'll see. Uh, I I really doubt they they will pick more than one uh, forward in the first round because they're loaded. They are loaded as uh, at forward right now uh, for next year. They're, I think they're, uh, they are already around 12 or 13 forwards. If I see the, the preseason, one, two, three, six, nine, they have 12 right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a few, a few young guys like Vincent Desjardins who played well with the team. Well, as a call-up, he was one of the, the top scorers. He's a second-rounder last year. There was Elliot Okanowski who was traded in the Alexis Gendron trade, who I expect to be in the lineup next year. So if you count that, that's 14 forwards. That's a lot. And they should be not, not be a lot more than that. So we'll see. There's still Ravinsky, so that makes 11. But uh, like I said... You just have to to know what's the best for the young players if they are able to to be in the lineup next year, but uh, it's hard to say right now. If you look at the uh, you know where Blaineville finished last year, seventh in the Western Conference, where do you I guess where do you see them finishing? Uh, you know, where, how do you see the Western Conference uh, looking going into next season? Because you got to you know I, you got to think Victoria in the conference or in the league. You can look at both. I mean, you've got to look uh, with all the talks out there right now. You, you look at Victoriaville; they're going to be making some moves. Ruin Aran uh, is making some moves. Drummondville's making some moves. Where do you? With, where do you without, think? Without looking at the 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 the, the standings and the teams, I'd send it back for both. Because if you look at the ro- the roster, if I just look at the team, I think this team's going to be progressing a lot uh, around. Uh, Christmas next year. I don't think the team will sell. I think that this team can be good in 
4.25 and be really good in 25, uh, 26 in, in three years or so. And uh, I think there's young players like Carboneau, Fauchon's going to be at 19, at 19, Wessel at 18, Bourke at 18. And I think this team can be mid-pack and surprise some teams next year because it's been the trademark for the Armada since they've been in, in Blainville to be able to, to surprise a lot of people with not a lot of big names. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I see them making a jump for sure. I don't think this team's going to be uh, less good than this year because they had just one overrager who played zero game in the queue in Fontaine. But now they will have three. I hope so. And they they should be able to be mid-pack. And I don't think uh, teams like Rwanda, uh, we know Rwanda should get really good with with the rumors that been uh, going on, but Victoriaville is going to be good too. Um, oh, um is going to be good. So I, I think we can finish around four or five in the West, maybe six, depending on injuries, but uh, it's going to be a step and be more cl- much closer than what it was this year. So final one for me, because obviously you're, you're quite busy. Um, this team this season were had a lot of expectations going into the year with Eagles legend Josh Lawrence and Patrick Gay, yeah. and that that didn't really go the way that a lot of the fans thought. And then it was kind yeah. of a okay, we're going to retool this thing on the fly, and now you have the third overall pick and three first round picks, and just kind of what's the? I know this is going to shock you, but I'm not on the French boards. But what are the uh, what are the just the expectations from fans and the excitement level um, going into this draft? rebuilding this thing and having a few picks to kind of rebuild this thing the right way. I'll, I'll give you my answer about that because maybe I'm not even sure if it's the same feeling for, for the fans, but I think it's finally they do it the right way. If I don't know if you understand what I say, yep. uh, yeah, I never pick earlier than a seventh overall pick in the draft. So you can't be a contender if you don't have top, three picks in your team. We say uh, Xavier Parent was fourth, I think, Samuel Poulain, Jacob Peltier, Lafreniere, uh, name it. There's a lot of players picked mm-hmm. in the top three or top four. You need these players to be able to be that good because these players make the difference when you get to uh, to the top. Lheureux is another example. Uh, so I can name them yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah. of them, but I think finally they do it the right way. Yamada never want to to do a rebuild since they've been there. They tried in eighteen after the final against uh, Batters, but they didn't have the first pick for for three years. So it's hard to rebuild without a first pick and without assets. Yeah. So finally they can draft. I think they did. They did very well last year in the draft. The Italian is going to be really good. He got hurt a bit this year. He didn't play a lot, but he's fit. He, he is a big man. He's going to be uh, really good for the Armada for a long time. Uh, and he, so you just need to do that. And I think when the results going to come, everyone's going to understand because it's hard for the fans to understand what's junior hockey until the they, they see it 
yeah. to see a rebuild you see in first end and to understand. So some they are like that, just holding hands. Why are we not good? <laughs> but they are used to be good for a few for ten years and now they're not. Yeah. So they don't understand that it, you have to trade some Tourigny, some Pinard, some big name Gendron this year, Lawrence when the things were not going uh, as well as it they were hoping for or last year never nobody's was understanding why they trade Zachary what to Charlotte town mm-hmm. but after that at the draft we understand why the GM did that because it was receiving Patrick Gay at the draft so sometimes that's junior stuff and there's not a lot of people around here were un- understanding that but I think now they do a bit more all right well uh we appreciate your time. I know that you had a lot of going on yesterday. Just you know, maybe talk about what the uh, the Armada talked about uh, and and rolled out on their social media on on Tuesday. Yeah, it was a big, big day, big uh, conference, uh, uh, press conference because uh, there's a new ownership uh, joining uh, the team. So uh, uh, I I know everyone would. Uh, should have heard about it by now. So uh, it's a big conference, and I think that there's good things going with the with the team. There should be some improvements to the Sound Excellence Paul Cousseau, who has uh, who is a arena was not uh, going well, not a good attendance in the last few years, and they need to 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 be up to date, if mm-hmm. I can say so. There's right. a uh, after. A, few rough years not knowing what the team would be i think these news coming on tuesday just really good news and for me as i work for this team it just it get it gets me hyped up for for the next few years knowing that the every everything's going well right now yeah and the, the more teams we can have with stable ownership just is better for the queue and especially in a a larger market like the Montreal area. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's a great announcement that, uh, that came out yesterday. So, um, and the good news it's that the, it's people, people from the, from around Blainville. So these news kind of, uh, stops all the rumors of, of some, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to say it in English, uh, moving, yeah. uh, the Amada moving away. But uh, with the new owners, new uh, not new owners because uh, Quebecor stays, as well as Shaw stairs, but they have new uh, new action. Uh, I don't action actioneers. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah. you can help me uh, yeah. about that. Sellers and auctioneers uh, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so new people uh, joining the groups. So uh, it, and they are from here. So. I know there's some improvements, like I said, and I don't think uh, Blainville, who's the town that owns this CESR, would do that if the team was going to move out. Perfect. That means we can make one more trip to, well, not one more, make a trip to Blainville. Um, you should. You we should. Were... And if, if you do, just t- tell me, but we're... We're going to see each other on uh, on Saturday for We sure. are going to see each other on Saturday. It's absolutely Finally. Right. Finally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see a lot of people that we've actually uh, had the privilege of having us join the show. So, 
Um, it'll be pretty cool. Weather you guys traveling. Uh, so we leave uh, Friday morning. Um, we were hoping to get there for the press conference at noon on Friday, but logistically it just isn't going to work because we have real jobs that we have to be at all yeah. the time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're going to leave Friday, get, uh, get to Sherbrooke mid-afternoon, have our live uh, Friday night, and then uh-huh. uh, Saturday morning we're going to be there. And we're, we're, I mean, we were there in 2019 in the stands, but we're just pumped to see it from a different view of on the floor. I, I'm sure it's a whirlwind on the floor. Yeah, I will be there on uh, maybe Friday night. Uh, I talked to a friend, maybe who is going to be hosting me on Friday night. But I will arrive really late because I have a supper on Friday. But uh, for sure, Saturday, all day. It's draft day, big day for uh, the Mountain Wildcats, big day for uh, the Blainville Bobby Armada and a few things. Maybe the Chicotini Sagnier. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we are. <laughs> Apparently, it's a big day for them to too. Have, uh, a big buzzy day and uh, happy to uh, to talk with you guys uh, down there. And uh, if you need me, uh, just let me know. Perfect. Yeah, we'll be the uh, the two goons at the very last table uh, with our webcam talking about the uh, the first round. But yeah, no, thanks for joining us, man. We're excited to uh, to finally meet you and and get to another live in person draft. Uh, it's been uh, it's been too long. Exactly. Finally. <laughs> thank All you, right. guys. No, nope. thank you, sir. Yeah, a it's good to have the team with a stable ownership. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, it'll just be so good to finally meet these people we've talked to. Yeah, you're right. It's, <laughs> right. it's like they're you know right now it's like phone uh, phone Dang. phone dating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're finally going to get to meet in person, which is I think probably the most uh, probably the funnest thing about yeah. uh, about this whole experience is you know getting ready to really put uh, put a face to the to the voices, right? Yep, we've had a a few years of people gracing us with the, you know, allowing us to have them on our show and, you know, being courteous to us. And now we get to meet these people and and they get to meet us. They get Mm -hmm. to see the voices, the faces behind the voices, other than when they subscribe and watch on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You want to get into why everyone's here? Yeah, mock draft time. Let's do it. The Q Draft Preview on the Wildcast Podcast. I was going to make a graphic last week for that, just to, like I make for every other drop. And then I saw your face going. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not making a draft a graphic for one for one week next week because it was too good to have. So, um, yeah, we have the mock draft. It's our annual mock draft. I went back and looked. We had two names correct, Jeremy. Nice. Yeah, we had uh, Thomas Lavois and Gabriel Dagg. Um, awesome. Yeah, we were not quite... There, we had uh, Poirier going to Shikutami. We had Lantier going to Baycomo. He went to uh, Blainville. Um, Quinn Kennedy to Halifax. Adam Forte John John to Blainville, which, again, we don't have trades in this. So, again, this mock draft, like Stephen Turcott said, people doing mock drafts, get ready for some fun. This is, by the time you hear this, uh, depending when you hear it, all these picks could be completely different. But... Yeah. Um, we're going to go with the draft order that there is. We are going to talk about this is a possibility for a trade. Um, and we're just going to try to not steamroll through this thing, but kind of move through this thing with some efficiency. So with 64% of the vote, sir, you have the first overall pick. The Moncton Wildcats are on the clock. Uh, I'd like to thank all the uh, all the fans watching at home on the on the CHL app. Uh like to thank uh, everybody in Sherbrooke here for the 
warm welcome. I'd also like to congratulate the Quebec Ramparts on their Gilles Corcho trophy and also their Memorial Cup uh, victory. Uh, and with the uh, first pick, uh, the Moncton Wildcats are pleased to select from the St. Hyacinth, uh, Caleb Denoyer. I'm not going to lie. I wondered if that was going to be the pick. <laughs> Because we, we, we kind of talked about it. There was, there it's was some the consensus, but yeah. in the back of our minds, there's a player that is out there that we think, and, and it's yeah. going to involve uh, some deals to get. Yeah. And uh, I think what Cedric mentioned is the reason why I had to kind of back off a little bit and, uh, mm-hmm. and focus more on the, the best player available because yeah. uh, he, of course, has been the top prospect on every ranking except for our friends at Puck Preps. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, so the number two pick goes to Shikunami, which will be a theme throughout this whole mm-hmm. draft, uh, the actual draft on Saturday um, when you get to. So everything he said about the Quebec Rampart and the Memorial Cup, and thank you to host Sherbrooke. <laughs> um, Shikunami Saini are proud to select from saint Hassan. Forward, Emil Gute. Gute, Gute, Gute. Okay. So, so the teammates go one, two, and I wonder when's the last time teammates went one, two in the draft. And I wonder if these will be the only two we get right in this entire draft, like <laughs> yeah. last year. And it might not even be <laughs> the only two. So uh, third is Blaineville. Now we did wonder. I wondered if this was maybe a spot. Now this was before a lot of rumors come out that mm-hmm. Shakutami was moving all over the board. Yeah. Um, that maybe Shakutami would be a spot to have two, three, but. We'll stick with Blainville unless you actually think they're going to trade this one. Uh, I think they'll keep it. Uh, you know, if it's, uh, like Cedric said, new ownership, they'll want to be able to make uh, make a splash here. And uh, is this, is this where it starts? Yeah. This is where it starts. This is where the draft starts. Uh, so with the third pick, uh, the Blainville Boisbriand Armada, uh, select Mateo Nobert from the Lac Saint Louis Lions. The scouting report uh, that uh, just came out today. Mm-hmm. Uh, en Francais, it says that he is. I got to find the link here. Uh, it was sent to me. I'd say it right here. Un cerveau sur deux pattes, which basically means a brain on two skates, <laughs> which can only tell you that his hockey IQ is off the charts. Yeah. And when I put my actual mock draft together, which was quite difficult to put a mock draft together, knowing I was going to do the even numbers. And I'm like, well, who's Jeremy going to take and, and who will fall? Mm-hmm. Going through the scouting reports, that's what I read is he mm-hmm. was just kind of smart um, hockey IQ. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Well, I had him going to Ramuski at five in my mock. Where'd you have him going? In, yours? Uh, in my original one, I had him uh, fifth to Ramuski. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, the phone's ringing off the hook. Yes. If it already hasn't been moved by the time you hear this. Um, now, there are quite a bit of rumors that this is uh, Shakunami's pick at correct. four. Yeah. Um, so, if that is correct, then good for them. Uh, I'm still going to take the player that... Oh, man, if it's Shakunami, that, that changes things. But Valdor... They don't allow the defenseman to fall any farther, uh, and they take Alex Wang, which means he probably won't report. Mm-hmm. But they're still going to take him in hopes of. So the talk, him. yes, this this pick is going to be Shakutami's. Yeah. Uh, they are acquiring the fourth pick, 
uh, along with goaltender Mathis Fernandez from Valdor in exchange for 85 draft picks, seven draft picks. Uh, so yes, this, this pick will actually belong to Shakunami on draft day. And um, I still think it'll be Alex Wang or Shakunami. It's possible. I think they'll take either Wang or or LeConte or they're going to have the fifth pick too, apparently. So if they don't, Whoever they pick at f- at four, they'll just go out and get the next player at five, and and that's uh, in my in my mock. I had Lecomte, Lecomte, mm-hmm. Lecomte, what is Lecomte, it? Lecomte going to uh, going to Valdor here, but I mean, when you're doing a mock draft, if a guy doesn't go where you think he goes and he's available at four, you take him because um, you have the chance. So that puts you on the board with Ramuski, who again, not sure they're going to have this pick. Mm-hmm. Again, it's uh, rumored to be going to Shakutami, which would give them second, fourth, and fifth. Can they put a whole St. Tyson line together? <laughs> oh, no, they wouldn't have done way. Never mind. Yeah. Hey, keep going. Uh, yeah, so let's um, – you, you picked Wang. So yeah. I guess with fifth, the fifth pick, Shakutami selects uh, Nathan LeConte, yep. which would give them uh, two very good forwards and one very good defenseman. And a goaltender. <laughs> And a goaltender. And, uh, and a pretty good goaltender. Um, so that means, again, Shakutami, or not Shakutami, Drummondville is on the board at six. Mm-hmm. The, in this mock draft, they will not be on the board. Um, it's six. Rumored to be draft. going to Sherbrooke. Sherbrooke for, for Ethan Gauthier. Ethan Gauthier. But, again, this, this pick was, when I put this down, um, it was for... Sherbrooke, not Drummondville. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Philippe Bayou. Nice. Forward. Good yeah. pick. Big Good forward. solid pick. Yep. So I think he's, you know, they're going to need to replace scoring uh, on that team. So he's mm-hmm. my he's my pick to go to Drummondville or Sherbrooke. Awesome. Next up, I believe, I believe is the Shawinigan Shou- Cataracts. Yes. And uh, I am almost positive they will be keeping this pick. <laughs> Finally. Uh, and uh, going with somewhat of a local product from Trois-Rivières, Sean Cadier. Hey, that's what I had in my mock draft, There too. you go. Yeah, not bad. I'm we are at, uh, uh, on I'm... the roll here. Yeah. Next yeah. up for Adam is the so, K-Breton No Longer Screaming Eagles. No, the K-Breton Eagles, which this pick is rumored to be on the board. Um, you see it moving? The way the draft, if if the way the draft has fallen, do you see it moving or? No, oh, depends where where how things go. Right, it's uh, it's possible, but uh, I think they'll I think they'll hang on to it. Okay, um, it's easier for them to attract players they know, uh, players in their backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, they went with Lavois last year, big physical defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go another defenseman again to kind of pair two young defensemen in their rebuild. Um, so I'm going with uh, from the week's majors, Owen Conrad, defenseman. Solid, solid choice. Yeah, solid choice. I'll give. Uh, I wanted to go Chandler, but I just thought you're gonna pair two defensemen. You go get defense. You know, you can get a forward, but to get an actual good defenseman that grows mm-hmm. uh, with the team uh, and Lavoie, that's a pretty good top pair. And that's yeah, because uh, Conrad's a left shot, Lavoie's yeah. a right shot, uh, which will give them two two huge, big body defensemen. To uh, to build around in the in the future. Um, next up, I believe is the uh, Jacquard de Bay Camo. Yes. And uh, this year, uh, you know who will hashtag 
Will report to Bacomo. Who will report to Bacomo? That is uh, from Saint Eustache Olivier Lampron. Okay. Yep. Good call. Good call. Yeah. He was my tenth surrenderenda. Mm-hmm. Because my ninth, who I'm now going to take at ten, which I believe this will probably end up with Quebec or Shikudami via. Who is this now? So this will be surrenderenda. Yes, this will be uh, Shikudami. Because they were acquiring the tenth pick for to for Andre Lauschko, but I believe this tenth pick will actually be going to either um, Valdor or Ramuski for four or five. Um, so this pick at the draft on draft day will either belong to Valdor or Ramuski. All right. So either way, one of the two. Yeah. Um... I forgot that Renaranda was going to make this deal, so I felt really good about taking a, a Maritime kid mm-hmm. <laughs> in Renaranda mm-hmm. um, in a Chandler. But um, if it's Valdor that keeps it, oh man, if it's Valdor that keeps it. It's three good defensemen back to back to back on my mock draft. Um, but I'm going to go. Well, that's the tough part of it's Valdor. It's really hard to get these guys to <coughs> the USA guys to follow your best player available, Adam. Best player available. But we always talk about there could be someone who kind of moves up the board. Uh, I'm gonna go Olivier Gru. I'm gonna go forward, give him a defenseman and a forward because they're gonna have multiple picks in this. A little off the board. Yeah. Uh, well, ten spots, but. Um, <coughs> on the board. Yeah. Olivia Group. Uh-huh. So that was the um, 10th pick. Yep. And the 11th pick um, is Shikudami, which probably they won't have it. Yep. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, let's go with... Um, Fenceman, Jonathan Prudhomme. Nice. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Saba Shikudami at uh, 11. And Shikudami at 12. Shikudami at 12. This would be yours. This would be mine. And they're going to go back-to-back defensemen. They're going to go Louis-Alex Tremblay from Ooh. SSF. Ooh. Back-to-back defensemen? You think? That's what I had. I had him going to get a okay. forward. Go okay. to get a forward. Go to get two defensemen. Right. Um, and then I believe is that they had four picks. And then I went and got a forward at 16. Okay. All right. So this leaves me with Moncton at, uh, at 13. 13. Uh, so after Which again, taking... this might not be a pick that That's correct. Moncton has. Yep. There's a lot of talks out there. Um. So you've got Dinway at first. You probably want to go with a defenseman, but at the same time, I've been told that if you want defensemen in the draft, you can get solid options in the later rounds. But you do like, with your GM hat on, to go 1-1-1 one, one, and one when a team has multiple picks. Now, That's they're true. not going to go goaltending because they have a really tough time developing high-end right. goaltending. That's correct. But... You go get your second forward and then maybe a defenseman at the end, or you get a defenseman here and the forward well, at the end. Well, you know what? Uh, if Cole Chandler is still on the board, 
right, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take Cole Chandler here at 13, which would be an absolute steal, based on uh, based on if he's still available. He was my will report to Baycomo at nine if Baycomo still owned nine, mm-hmm. which would be tough to report to Bay uh, to Baycomo. Um, Drummondville, which this will probably be the Goche deal with. Sherbrooke, right? They're going to get two firsts on this? I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I gave him the forward. Drummondville slash Sherbrooke gave him value. Mm-hmm. Um, who did I have here? Uh, Li- Liam Kilfoyle. Kilfoyle? Yeah. Going with the NCAA Going guy. NCAA okay. Guy. Yeah. So you got uh, – this was – this was 14. This was Drummondville slash Sherbrooke. Sherbrooke. Okay. Okay. That's, uh, so that leaves you Victoriaville. Victoriaville, which, again, don't believe they'll be making this selection. Um, this one would go to Gatineau, correct? Possibly. Reported. There's also talks of Tristan Luno and Gabrielle Dagg being a one-for-one. And people are actually saying that's a fair deal. So we will see. However, I guess, yeah, depending on what your impact is, but yeah. Fifteenth uh, overall, um, I think this player, in terms of points, mm-hmm. will be the highest point-producing player out of this entire draft class. Uh, that's a forward from the uh, Colors Notre Dame, Louis Francois Belanger. I think he's going to be a uh, Jordan Dumay type player which just puts up ridiculous numbers yeah. by the time he's 18 years old. Fun fact, when I did my, my mock draft, he was penciled into 18 in Moncton, and I worked around it to get him there. <laughs> I can't. Uh, he's just too damn good. Yeah. Um, so if this is Shakunami's fourth pick of the draft, or third, yeah, fourth pick of the draft, um, because they did it last year, they'll do it again this year. Um, they take Zach Moran from Detroit Little Caesars U15. So is this the 16th pick? Yep. Because you cannot take a... So if he, if he doesn't report, they don't get another one. Oh, is this you, that rule that yeah, you... Yeah, so uh, you can't comp a comp. Okay, this is you their comp. You can't get compensation for a compensation. So if he doesn't report, then they won't get the compensation next year. Okay, I thought... Uh, I thought, for some reason, I thought 11 and 12 were their mm. comps. You still think they risk it? Probably not, then. Eh? I doubt it. Yeah, I also think that I also think this pick's traded. Yeah, right? this again, would, it's either going to be Valdor or Ramuski. Or Ramuski. Um, yeah. yeah. So if he's not there, Valdor or if it's Valdor, so I'm going to put him here. Um, it's going to be the goaltender, the first goaltender off the board. It's going to be LaSalle from Lac Saint Louis. Okay. Now, okay. I know they don't. It's always tough. No, I'm not writing Lac Saint Louis. <laughs> LaSalle. LSL. Um, Valdor, LaSalle from LSL. Yeah, I mean he's got a chance to go there, play behind Fernandez, and yeah. or not take over from Fernandez and, and have a pretty good tandem mm-hmm. there with possibly Ruggiero if, if he's part of the deal. But um, it gives him a pretty good goaltending tandem moving forward. There's a lot of talk. LaSalle might not be the first goaltender off the board. Correct. Uh, but yeah. he's been top ten. Top 15, depending where you look. Uh, so mm-hmm. it kind of fits where he's been, so I'll take him there. And they say that once one goalie goes off the board, Uh-oh. they start to fall as well. Yeah. So the the next pick was Blaineville, 
I will take uh, Samuel Malosh. Nice. Perfect. So that puts me at Moncton. I get to make a Moncton selection. And I wrote two names down and two notes. Remember, Adam, you don't win championships with maritime players. And I'm not taking one. Um, I'm taking a big-bodied center from Collage Notre Dame, Elliot Dubay. Ooh, I like that pick, actually. Now, I really like that pick. If the player that I talked about last week and you'd brought up, there was two, Jean-Jean and um, mm-hmm. Collard. If it's Collard, I still would like Dubay because that gives you four natural centers. You allowed uh, Denway to play on a wing um, and eventually move into that spot. But, yeah, I was going through some of the notes, and I remembered you say Elliot Dubay was one of your guys that kind of would maybe move up the board a little bit and looking at his scouting reports and stuff, big body center, six foot, 162, mm-hmm. um, skates well, distributes the puck. Um, that's my that's my pick at 18th if Moncton has that selection. Cool. Uh, this leaves me at 19, Ruin Aranda. Uh-huh. This this uh, apparently will be going to Gatineau for Antonin Vero. Um, so with the 19th pick, Ruin Aranda slash Gatineau. Selects Zach Wheeler. He is a first-round technical pick. Yeah, that's where I had him. Uh, Zach Wheeler to ruin around it just because, like you said, they have success with maritime players. So that's um, – I think he'll have success in Gatineau. Yeah, rebuilding team, yeah. probably get some big minutes. Yeah. So that puts me at 20 with Ramuski, which... There's a very high-rated defenseman that's still on the board here, Adam. I just noticed I haven't taken him yet. Is he the 23rd-rated defenseman on the... Uh, from Bishop Kearney? Like, nope. No? We passed over a defenseman. I can't believe we did it. Oh, we did, too. Yeah. Nope. Oh, really? Nope. What defenseman did we pass over? We passed over a defenseman, and I cannot believe we did it. I don't think we took him. Okay. Hmm. Ten. Yep. Isn't he potentially reporting? Isn't he got NCAA? He was at the QMJHL Cup playing. All right. Well, we passed up on him. Ramuski slash Moncton. Big Como, someone, Shakutami, apparently, they're just getting all the picks. Um, if Ramuski has this, Moncton has it, Valdor has it. I don't know who's going to have it. Um, last pick of the draft, Xavier Villeneuve. Um, from the from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Penguins Elite. Elite. Yeah, I, I'm i not going to lie to you. I saw that yesterday. I don't even think I took him yesterday in my mock because I saw the Pittsburgh Elite and thought he was uh, – an NCAA guy because I got him and Veyu mixed up. I thought one of them was going NCAA and I thought it was Xavier Vanel. So yeah. How do you feel about our, I feel. I think we, we, I think there's a few players we have slotted in the right spot. Yes. Potentially um, not the right team, but I think the number we're going to get right. Yep. And um, that's not just the first and second. I think we, I think we could get as many as six, six right on this, uh, on this board. Yeah. All right. So we'll, 20 picks. Obviously, the overall over-under is 10. How many do we get right before Saturday's draft? 
Um, we'll put that poll up on uh, Instagram and Twitter. So recapping Moncton's picks, if they stay this, you've got Denoyer, Chandler, and Elliot Dubé. That's four, three, no, two forwards and a defenseman. Yep. If that is how this board falls, how do you feel? I, I'm I'm pretty. I feel pretty good. You know, I think um, there's there's going to be a lot of movement, so it's really tough to really predict um, where players will go and and what spot they're going to and. For the love of God, I just hope all these deals are done by Saturday morning. Because if we're if they're not, man, we're sitting at that rink for. Hopefully, like, the trades are faster at the building when the GMs are on the floor, as opposed to making phone calls. But yeah, yeah. I think that I think they'll be done before, just so the board's cleaned up a little bit better, yeah. and uh, maybe we do it again Friday night. <laughs> Mock draft 2.0. <laughs> well, I like, and that's what I said. He was like, "Should we hold off and do the mock draft live on yeah. on our YouTube tonight?" Or, um, I, I if that's how that falls, um, and I know it, it still could fall that way, even if we make um, trades and whatnot. But you get Denway six one one sixty three. Mm-hmm. You got Owen Conrad six two one ninety three, and then you get Dubé six foot one sixty two. Like, and you had. Gabe Smith last year with his size and uh, Kalari, he's got, I think he's like six one. Um, Moncton's doing a good job of getting size and size on the back end. So um, yeah, I feel, I feel we probably, if we're going to hit six, it's going to be six in the first 12. Cause I think after, once you get 13 to 20, it's going to be a lot of movement and a yeah. lot of guys that are going to go off the board and, um, so, yeah, two goaltenders, which I don't think a lot of people had, but I feel good about uh, I feel good about our picks. I think we did way better this year. I hope so. <laughs> we were both uh, we were both somewhat pre- – well, you're always prepared, but I was at least a little bit more prepared um, as we get in. But, yeah, that'll do it for the mock draft. That'll do it for the show. Um, this is not the final pre-draft episode. We are live on YouTube Friday at 9.30. Um, it won't be very long, but um, it'll be very fun. Uh, a less drunk Jeremy. Um, well, yeah, no, probably less drunk Jeremy. So we're going to be live on YouTube, uh, meeting round table. Jamie Tozer, uh, Pat McNeil joining us live in Sherbrooke. Mavs Gillis hopefully going to join us on the YouTube um, on the Friday night. And then the draft is Saturday. We are going to be on our YouTube for round one. Hopefully not for four hours um, if all these <laughs> picks go through. But we will be there. Um Walking you through the picks, some of the scenarios. Jeremy giving his expert analysis as we go through not only Moncton's potentially three, two, or seven picks if they make more moves. Um, we'll be there for everyone. And again, all the draft coverage is presented by Alpha's Appliance Solutions, the biggest Maytag dealer east of Montreal. They've got the Maytag Dependable Savings Event right now. Save $200 when you purchase two qualifying Maytag kitchen appliances, 300 when you purchase three or more um, as well. They service what they sell. They've got their own service department, their own parts department. And if you do want to get a steal of a deal in the month of June, uh, from June twenty first, June first to twenty first, it's like twenty bucks in the Moncton area. And they take out your old stuff, they put in the new stuff. They're great guys. Um, they've got a great, uh, great thing going. Obviously, so we've got a great thing going. They've got a great thing going. Let's have a great time in Sherbrooke. I'm just pumped to get there. I, I yep. don't know how much concentration I'm going to have on work for the next two days. Uh, but yeah, follow us on all our social medias 
for the draft. For Jeremy, for me, have a good night. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.